Hello, Husker fans. We are back with another episode of, well, it's not Generation Red, actually. It's a Gen Red pod. Shorter, quicker episodes, even though this is like, what, our fourth time trying to record it? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it ended up, uh, it's it's actually now longer than any of our podcasts <laughs> that we've done. Yeah, well, actually, no, sure. we've, we've definitely done like two-hour podcasts. Yes, we plus have. before, so... Yes, we have. Um, We've even recorded like a three and a half hour one one day, and it actually didn't re- get recorded either. So, but it was a good conversation. Too bad you'll never pains. hear it. Yes, exactly. Growing pains. Anyway, this is a Gen Red Pod, shorter show, uh, single topic. Hopefully, we'll have some fun tonight talking about those three games that we just all watched the highlights of. And since Black Friday, Nebraska has absolutely owned the Iowa Hawkeyes. In both the major men's sports with a sweet season sweep in basketball and a monumental win in Iowa City after Thanksgiving on Black Friday. We'll take the next few minutes or so to look back. We're going to enjoy these huge wins, help you enjoy them again. And uh, maybe we'll ask and answer the question whether or not there's a rule effect going on in Lincoln that may have helped revive a basketball program that looked dead in the water just a month ago. Anyway... Overall thoughts, Scott, after watching all those highlights? Well, it's always exciting. I do truly consider Iowa a rival um, just because of the level of disdain and hatred that there is for our fan bases. Um, Of course, we can generally be respectful unless you're down on the first row and there's a trophy in front of you and you're an Iowa fan that wants to hold on to the trophy. For the most part, you know, we can be cordial. Obviously, Twitter is an echo chamber of uh, the most opinionated people, which are generally the most extreme opinionated people. And so there tends to be a little bit of an inflamed or a misrepresentative tone. You know, it's not like our rivalry with uh, with Colorado where we were getting, you know, we're not getting beers and, you know, piss condoms thrown at us and all that stuff. Um However, I still hate the Hawkeyes. And so the fact that we swept them, it's been now, what, 300-plus days since Iowa has beaten any of our sports programs. Um, Yeah. So that's a win in my book. And I am just stoked for Hoiberg and company. And then I'm just really happy that we were able to finish we were able to finish our 2021 season or 2022 season with a victory, which I didn't think was going to happen. And then we finish off this season as a basketball team. We finish that off plus 500, which hasn't happened in the hasn't happened in the Hoiberg era. No. And now we've get now we get a favorable bottom tier seed. You know, we get to play Minnesota again, um, but. That gets us a, a little bit of a, an up on the Big Ten tournament, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I'm just overall really happy that it's tiny victories, small victories at a time, and beating Iowa in two of my three favorite Husker sports is um, that's a win in my book. So, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. Um... You know, there is disdain between the fan bases. I know I have a, a specific disdain for for uh, certain Iowa fans, most namely the ones in the stadium doing, doing their best to try to keep our team from 
getting the Heroes Trophy that they'd rightfully earned on the field as if they're entitled to it just because they happen to beat us seven years in a row. Uh, and yes, part of this podcast is us trolling you guys because um, you did it for seven years, so now it's our turn. And uh, we earned that trophy. And to that lady or person or whatever she happens to be that was in the stands that decided to spit on one of our players, there is a special place in hell for you someday, I hope. Or maybe you find redemption. Either way, you need to ask for forgiveness eventually. Um, <laughs> and who's going to keep that trophy away from Garrett Nelson, right? Yeah. Um, I just remember watching that game, and especially that run early in the highlight package, that run with um, with Ramir Johnson when he busted through the line and just exploded down to the four-yard line. You know, we kind of talked about it before we started as we were first watching the highlights. If that guy ever gets out in the open field... You know, that kind of speed, he's got different level speed, different level burst than what we've seen from a lot of guys. And um, I have a lot of hope after seeing the way he's played, after seeing the fact that he's still on the roster, along with all the other uh, running backs, along with a young kid named Quentin Ives. It's very, very reminiscent of an explosive athlete, kind of like a, I don't know, Mo Washington, maybe, maybe a better head on his shoulders. Uh, so, yeah, after watching that Iowa game and then seeing the rule, administration come in and do what they're doing and talk about what they're talking about and saying what they're saying. Um, yeah, it was fun beating Iowa, but it's even more fun knowing that we've got a better shot at, uh, at doing so in the future. In my opinion, I think we really do. So, mm -hmm. um, let's just look back on that Iowa game a little bit, led 17 to nothing at the half, as we saw in the, on the highlights, it increased that to 24 nothing in the third quarter. And then we had the longest third and fourth quarter we had to wait out. <laughs> just like every other one, just like we did when we were in the stands for that Wisconsin game, which was very reminiscent of the same thing. Led the whole game, and then Wisconsin made figured out how to come back and beat us. Mm -hmm. uh, and for some reason, that Friday in Iowa City, those kids were just refused to lose. Uh, something we hadn't seen before. At least not in this last four or five years. It was you could always count on it. Nebraska was going to figure out how to dribble away something that they'd played so well for three and a half quarters, but they couldn't figure out how to get through the last seven minutes of a game. Um, so yeah, they prevented Iowa from winning the Big Ten West and playing for the conference championship. And as you as we said, brought back that trophy. I know it's owned by High V, but it's a trophy nonetheless. <laughs> so any other thoughts on the game specific, Scott? Yeah, it just to just reminisce on it. It was just like it, all you expected. Like my dad was just saying, like I'm pretty sure every single Husker fan sitting in their seat at home had that feeling in their gut. That's like we're gonna lose this game, and we didn't. And that's really I don't even. I'm realizing that now. I was just reminiscing thinking about it deeply i was like you know when the game was all said and done i was less concerned about the fact that we had beaten iowa for the first time in seven seasons i was just more concerned about the fact that we didn't snatch victory out of the jaws or snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory god i always get that mixed up <laughs> you know we just we just didn't we didn't lose we didn't we didn't beat ourselves yeah, we we kind of played a little bit sloppier, but I also think that's just the Iowa effect, you know? Iowa just, they can always find a way to get themselves into the majority of games that they're in. Um, so I was really, I, I haven't actually taken enough time to really just 
you know, let it marinate and let it soak that. Yeah, we beat Iowa. It's been a long time. We haven't done that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's four months later and I'm just now realizing that I can give myself that positive emotion feedback loop for, you know, the next week or two. I'm going to actually think about that now. I don't know why I didn't do that. I was just like, oh, my God, we didn't lose a game. This is amazing. (laughs) And we're going into our offseason with a W. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's just I just basically. Yeah, repeated what you said, but just a little bit different. Dang LED strip. Yeah. <laughs> just quit. Yeah, technology. Sometimes. Trust me, technology has been our bane tonight. We've, like yeah. I said, we've tried to attempt to do this recording a couple of times now, and we thought we were recording before for about a half an hour, and it turns out it had just stopped for some reason. Anyway, we're recording now. I'm looking. It still says we're recording. Yep. Bonus. So, um, moving further. on to the first basketball game against Iowa. Quintessentially, I think it's interesting when you really look at it. You beat Iowa twice. You sweep them in the in the season series. And that, in many ways, is why Nebraska is in the Big Ten tournament this weekend. Uh, they weren't looking like they were going to get into the tournament a month ago. Of course, beating Maryland helped. Beating, beating uh, Minnesota, even as bad as they are, that helped. All the wins that they've racked up in the last month have certainly helped them. But... Most notably to me, beating your rival, as much as I hate using that term, uh, does make a difference. And I think this team really bowed up, uh, especially in that first game with that 16-point win. A lot of athleticism on the court. Uh, that was before Bandamel and uh, Jawan Gary went down with their injuries. And they were just they were just making play after play after play in that game. And you could see the difference in when they were on the court against Iowa versus when they weren't on the court when we played them in Iowa City and you're going against them with guys like Sam Hoiberg and others that weren't Juwan Gary and Eric Bondemel. So um, a lot of athleticism, a lot of fun. Nebraska was over eight and six overall and one and two in the Big Ten after that victory. And it was their first win in Big Ten play at that point. They were 0-2. So uh, I've only seen the extended highlights of the game. I didn't actually watch that game live, but I have watched the extended highlights numerous times. And it was enjoyable to watch the athleticism and watch the tenacity, especially on the boards. Uh, I thought that was really great. So uh, your thoughts on that first basketball game? Yep, I also did not watch the game. Both Iowa games that we had basketball-wise, I had prior commitments, and so I had to miss them. Um, So yeah, I just watched highlights, and I was really, really optimistic about... um, Okay, you turd. I am too. (laughs) I hate this. I I thought I had the right stats up, but I don't. Whatever. Just having having some just absolute stellar studs on our side of the ball. Like I was really excited for Bandamel and Gary. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately they got injured. I don't remember what game it was that they got injured. Um so we haven't seen them for the second half of the season at least. Um so watching them just ball out in that game, stats uh stat wise, I mean and just that the 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 intangibles, you know, just the way that they they present themselves, they're just absolute ath like freak athletes. So yeah, um, that was pretty much my take when I was watching the highlights. Was 
not necessarily the game itself, but the potential of the individual players that were on our team doing what they were doing. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's it's a distant memory at this point, but that's what I got. Yeah, like like you said, you know, quite frankly, folks, um, you're not going to get a lot of X's O's from us as you as you well know by now, uh, and we don't watch a lot of basketball. Um, but we're doing this simply for the fact that we have beaten Iowa now three times in a row and uh, ended that long slide of pain. So we're trolling a little. So yep. uh, congratulations, guys. You guys have uh, played and sh- you've repped the end well, especially after Bandamel and um, Gary got hurt. Uh, There's a lot of talk about whether or not Fred Hoiberg was going to survive even in spite of the injuries. And then they go on this run, including the way, other than the Michigan State game, which y'all can blame me for that one. I started watching. They had the lead. And then they kind of kind of crapped the bed for the rest of the game. So then I stopped watching. So you can blame me. Had I not started watching, maybe they'd have won that game. Uh, but I didn't want to watch the Iowa game because I was worried about a hangover. Well, they certainly weren't hung over at all. They they came to play, and that was fun to watch. Guys like uh, Jamarcus Lawrence stood out to me, especially in that highlight package. That dude is athletic, man. Fast, strong. Um, he can shoot from outside. He can get to the hole. I mean, the guy is just, he's a future star. I think he really looks like uh, somebody that they can run that offense through yep. in the next year or two. So. I agree. Like like my dad said, we're not X's and O's, O's guys by any stretch of the imagination. Um, if anything, we could definitely be considered bandwagoners because we haven't really gone. I can speak for myself. I haven't really gone out of my way to watch another dumpster fire of a sports program in the Nebraska department. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I can only put so much energy in watching in committing my time and effort to watching one losing program. And since up to, I mean, this season, Hoiberg hasn't shown any promise. And so watching this season unfold the way that it did, and they faced adversity, there was a stretch there where you're looking at, at our losses about halfway through the season and you lose like four in a row and then you go on mm-hmm. this run where you only lose two out of your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Out of eight games, you only lose two. After that four-loss stretch with Penn State, Northwestern, Maryland, and Illinois, you know, it's just like those are those things that you just kind of, it ignites a fan base. And you could see it all over Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. when Nebraska would lose a basketball game, I'd see like one or two tweets because the algorithm's like, here you go. You probably want to see this. And I'm like, not really. <laughs> and then I keep scrolling. <laughs> well, when this whole stretch started happening, all I would see on Twitter was just everybody talking about Nebraska basketball. And which was great for me because I wasn't watching a lot of the games. But really, the only reason why we're talking about this right now is because. One, we hate Iowa, so we're willing to talk about <laughs> yes anything that we can to just rub it, rub their noses in it. And two, I mean, let's get the fan base back on board with basketball. I mean, we were relevant in the '90s to a certain degree, yeah. And you know, there's no sense, there's no reason why we can't get back to relevancy. And 
maybe it's just because I suck at playing basketball. So I haven't really ever shown an interest in watching basketball. But one of the things that I have always noted about myself personally that I don't ever give myself the uh, the time to do is I actually love watching basketball. It's a really exciting sport. It's one of those that you don't you don't realize like how exciting it is until you start the game and you finish the game. Like that's what it was for the Michigan State game for me. I watched the whole game, and uh, yeah, it was a pain near at the end when they just just went on this run against us. But man, it was so exciting. So yeah, I'm gonna start watching more Husker basketball. And thank you, Iowa, for reigniting my uh, <laughs> my passion for other Husker sports. Absolutely, thank you, Iowa. We really do appreciate, it. and we appreciate all you Iowa fans too. Who uh, I don't know, just so insufferable that it's nice when we beat you. So you know what? Here's what's really cool. You know, that's such a great bounce back after that Michigan State game. They play in the Big Ten tournament starting tomorrow against Minnesota. Hard to beat a team three times, but I think if there's a team they can beat three times, it's the Golden Gophers. And if they go on a run, say you win three, maybe four, and you actually make it to the championship game, even if you don't win it, shoot, they could go dancing. You know, there's no reason they're not going to be in the NIT. I think they're going to make the NIT with no doubt. But, you know, they could make that team, that field of, what is it, 642 now for the NCAA tournament? I don't know. But it's like 64 or 68 or whatever. There's like two play-in games or some crap yeah. like that. So they could make one of those play-ins if they go on a run. Yep. So anyway, that's going to be fun. I, 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 I'm going to watch I'm going to watch the Minnesota game tomorrow. I, if they lose, it's not my fault. <laughs> Even though I claimed it was my fault, we got beat by Michigan State, but uh, I'm going to watch that tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'll try and convince my wife of it. Wednesdays are always her and I's date night, so... Oh, dang it. That's I, right. We've got our Bible study for church tomorrow, so yeah, that's not going to yeah. happen then. I'll, I'll DVR it for sure. Definitely DVR it. Watch it when I get the way sometimes. The nice thing about football is it's predictable. Well, it's maybe, like Saturdays, Fridays. I wonder how many in our life group are actually basketball fans because the the it's going to be at our house tomorrow night. So oh. <laughs> I have hmm. to sneak it up on the TV or on my phone. Um, anyway, do you think there is anything to it, Scott? What I said at the beginning of the show that uh, that maybe having somebody like Matt Rule as part of the leadership team at Nebraska and, and really bringing kind of a different brand and a different idea of how things should be done to the table that maybe you're, that is helping a team like the Nebraska basketball team and Fred Hoiberg and kind of this shift in mentality and the ability to just fight. They're, they're playing kind of like the baseball team did too back in 2021. Remember when their motto was gritty, not pretty? Just do it however you've got to do it and get it done. I mean would have ever thought that Sam Hoiberg would be sinking three pointers in the last month of the season, mm-hmm. right? So maybe there's something there. Maybe there's a rule effect. Maybe there's a positivity going in the entire athletic department right now that's really affecting this basketball team. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't thought much about it. I'm obviously I'm a skeptic by nature, and so like correlation does not equal causation in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. But it is it is hard to not just look at our entire athletic department as a whole 
and be like, there seems to be a shift in energy just across the board. I mean, our baseball team, they they started their season in, was it San Diego or something like that? Yep. And, and lost right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And now they're on a pretty good run. When did they play? Don't they play like some... I don't Ranked remember. Team? They, I don't they, remember who it they is. They beat but Van, number seven Vanderbilt. Yeah. one day and then turned around and got walloped by uh, Ole Miss. So oh, it, it's maybe kind of was, up and down. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I think it was Ole Miss, but then yeah. we they beat Hawaii, and there's just like mm-hmm. anyway. So you can just look across the board at our athletic department, and maybe it's just anecdotal. Maybe it's just emotional. I don't know. You could maybe make the correlation that rule is having some sort of an effect on our athletic department as a whole, but I doubt it. I don't I don't think it really has anything to do with uh, our basketball program getting getting, you know, some fire underneath them. I think it was just an individual basis. I mean, we didn't play selfishly. I think that's the one thing that I can yeah. look back at this season cuz mm-hmm. even though we sucked previous seasons in our basketball era of things um i still watched highlights i mean Mm -hmm. i like watching highlights and there was always there was always this i mean it's a highlight usually when you're watching highlights the best performance that our team can put up and if our best performance that our team was putting up all the time was hero ball then that makes me think that what, what are they are they playing as a team when they're not scoring, probably not. And so looking looking at this year, I mean, really, you could you could attribute why did we lose against Michigan State? I mean, first half and second half, it's a tale of two halves. Yeah. Second half, they were trying to play hero ball. It, it's it's like they got in their head. They were like, Oh my gosh, Michigan mm-hmm. State's only two points behind us now. We gotta start going for threes every time. We gotta start you know, just doing ridiculously uh, like eccentric things and they lost, which from the games that I was watching previously, it seemed primarily that they were passing the ball. They were setting up screams. There's some some strategy that I've heard that they do is like this triangle thing where they're just constantly setting up this intricate mm-hmm. uh, like uh, what would it be? Distra- it's not distraction, like diversion, you know, like. Mm-hmm just trying to confuse the defense and get them out of position before they do anything. And they just went away from that completely Yeah. Um, in the Michigan state game. But from a, from a grand scale of things, what I noticed, like I said, I'll, I'll say it again. They play like a team this year Yeah. and, and they've been doing that the whole year for the most part. Of course, you know, when Bandamel and Gary got injured, they kind of had to find a different groove and they found it. But I mean, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that rule is having that effect, um, but it's possible. I think, I mean, it's entirely possible, which we were going to talk about, like we're, we're going to talk here soon in a, in a different episode, we're going to talk about some of these spring press conferences and whatnot. There's no denying the fact that Matt rule has an infectious personality. Yep. So I'll give you that he has an infectious personality, and if that does if that does translate across departments mm-hmm. with all of his football players going to all of the sports all the time, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe. What's your thought process behind it? 
I I think there could be something to it. Um, there's something to be said for a spirit of camaraderie. There's something to be said for when things start going south like they did quickly under the previous head coach, um, and he couldn't seem to get it back. Then he loses his father. Uh, and it seemed like he kind of lost his compass in many ways. He wasn't making meetings. He was missing missing practice or showing up late at practice. Um, the things he was saying weren't matching the things he was doing. That, in my mind, tends to pull a program down. And I think it even affects the entirety of the of the athletic department. Because you and I both know. We work, we've worked in places where maybe there was some toxicity going on and it can't help but bring the whole team down um so i think there was probably some of that going on i think fred made a strategic choice this year he said no i'm not playing the offense that i plan to play because it's not going to work here in the big 10 funny didn't work for the guy at the football team either who thought he would come into the big 10 and show them how they needed to change the way they played football um rules coming in he's saying no I know what what Nebraska needs to be to win in the Big Ten. It can't be something flashy or something different. It has to be something tough, something mean, and not afraid to get their nose bloodied. And to me, I think you see that out of the basketball team, too. You're seeing that attitude, whether it's because rules here or because just there's a different feel around the athletic department. Uh, that's That's my read on it. And with that, I got one more question before we wrap this thing up. And based, of course, this is all based completely on how the football team starts out this next season. But how much are you looking forward to that Iowa game in Lincoln this next year? Well, I'm buying tickets, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) Well, I tell you what, if Nebraska is in a decent spot or if they're in a bowl game at that point in the season and it's just a matter of beating Iowa to have a little bit better record, I'll go. Because after Wisconsin last year, I was pretty much done with cold weather games. I couldn't feel my feet for a day and a half. Mm. It was bad. I don't know why it was. I got rid of those boots, by the way. Those boots are gone now. I'm never, ever wearing those in cold weather again. I'll find something that's better. Uh, But I was done with cold weather after that one. But if we're in a good position and we're in a bowl game, oh, yeah, we get some tickets. Let's go. Just keep me the hell out of south end zone. That's all I ask. Yep. No more cheap seats. Get up into that 600, man. That's the place to see, except when the wind's whistling, but still. Yeah, yeah, but you also have a little bit of a comfort because you can just go mm. back behind the bleachers and look yep. at TVs, and it's not yep. that it's not that far You don't away. have to crawl down, you know, climb down 97 rows out of South Stadium like we did to go get a hot dog. Yep. And uh, I watched the third quarter under there. <laughs> I didn't come up until the fourth, come back up until the fourth quarter, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing I, – I I'm looking forward to the spring game because I think we're going to see football. I think you're going to yeah. see tackling. I think it's going to be physical. I think they're not going to mess around. Um, and I think Rule's going to want to show off what he wants to do on offense and not play this cat-and-mouse crap. You know, coaches ain't stupid. You're not going to fool them with anything you got coming at them. You're just not. There's nothing new or shiny or crazy out there that I've ever seen that you're going to surprise another Big Ten coach with. So why play the cat-and-mouse crap? Or you at know, the very least, don't make that your, don't make that your cornerstone. You know, right. like, yeah, you can always throw something in there. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, 
I mean, Michigan did a really good job this last season with just doing some weird trickery. Um, so it's possible, but obviously, like like you were just saying, you've got to just you've just got to do the Big Ten format. There mm-hmm. is no getting around it. You might be able to get one like substrata of of your program that can do this weird fun flair thing. Like Jeff Brom was able to do that with Purdue. He played he played Big Ten football, but he added a little bit of a splash to it. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that this year. I, I am sad though, because, um, if there's any player that I'm most excited to see, you know, we'll talk about this in our preseason episodes and whatnot, but early, early predictor, I'm really excited to see Thomas Fedoni. Um, I've just heard nothing but good things about him so far. But that mm-hmm. just means that we're pro- the things that we have heard so far are pretty much indicative of the fact that we're not going to see him in the spring game. We're going to want him to be as healthy as possible going into the fall. So that's a bummer. We're not going to get a sneak peek of of his just monstrosity of of, of an athletic capability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited for the spring game, and it's only like uh, it's only a month and a week away month and a half Something like that yeah absolutely and uh just to kind of wrap things up just a couple of quick announcements a couple of quick housekeeping things number one nebraska podcast awards it's the first annual nebraska podcast awards this year at nebraska brewing company on august 19th 2023 scott and i will be there along with a bunch of other husker uh, big time podcasts, a lot of fan shows, as well as a lot of heard at media shows, really good ones that I just happened to start listening to because of the award show, the eye test. You've got to listen to that. It's really oh. good with Brady Oltman's and the guy that's on with. Um, I see Brady Oltman on Twitter with um, uh, Brett. Something is on right now with um, honky or somebody on the go big Redcast. They went live just as we did. Oh, and nice. um and they well we're not live we're memorex but brett uh brett Mes- something Sencia? something like that no not brett Ciencia. that's different this uh, is another guy that does the eye test podcast with brady oltman's okay. it's really good they usually start out talking about photography then they eventually get a guest on that talks specifically about football or other sports it's a really good listen anyway all that to say Nebraska Podcast Awards, August 19th, 2023. Not sure how it's all going to work out for who wants to come besides the podcast, but stay tuned to our show and other shows, and everybody will let you know the details, whether there's going to need to be an RSVP situation or not. Uh, Second quick uh, item I'd like to mention is our next actual full-length Generation Red episode will be live-streamed right here in this studio. Scott and I will be here along with Honky from the Go Big Redcast and Brian Knutson from the Husker Army Podcast. All four of us will be around this table hanging out and talking about what we saw in the spring game on April 23rd at 7.30 p.m. So mark your calendars for that. I think, is there anything else? Oh, yeah, we do intend to do one more, at least another uh, big red round table or two with the with the uh, husker cuzcast just not sure when that's going to be maybe we'll preview spring camp here in the next couple weeks we'll let you know as soon as we do so keep hitting up our website at genredpod.com their very top has a banner let you know what the latest news is on the show anyway scott where can folks find you out there on the old twitterverse yes you can find me on twitter at scott genredpod that's scott with two t's the second t is silent 
Um, you can follow me there. I post food memes. I'm a food meme aficionado, as I self. <laughs> I did like your lunch. Myself. Yeah. Your lunch yesterday looked yummy. <laughs> yeah, if you catch this podcast in time, because I don't tweet that much, you can just probably scroll down. It might still be the most recent tweet, but check out my lunch that I had. It's Yum. really, really good. It just savors the flavor on your taste buds for as that, long as possible. It had that sweet and savory combo, it looked like, that was quite yeah, quite yummy. Well, yeah, I'll just give you a sneak peek. It's a, it's a sandwich. Go check yep. it out. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. Please do. Alrighty, and you can follow me and the rest of uh, what goes on with the show at GenRedPod on Twitter, as well as on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and, um, well, well, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, right? Yep. Oh, and, and Generation Red is the search term you want to use to find the audio version of this show. All of our recorded shows are available in audio and video. It just depends on what you prefer. So that pretty much wraps things up, my son. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate y'all watching, and hopefully hopefully you enjoyed this. And hopefully Iowa fans made it through more than three or four minutes of this, and they actually watched to the end, and they're now Husker fans. That would be kind of cool, right? No, not likely. They're not that smart. <laughs> nope, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Anyway, he's Scott, I'm Ken, and for the first time ever, we are in studio together. And together, we are Generation Red, and we're having a hell of a lot of fun doing this. We hope you're having a lot of fun watching us do it. Boy, that came out weird. I'm sorry. Anyway, until next time, there is absolutely no place like Nebraska. Iowa's corn sucks frozen dip spit. Mmm. Dip, dip spit popsicles. That's Ooh. what they suck. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys, and uh, God bless. Good luck, and go Big Red. We'll see you fairly soon, probably next week. <laughs> <laughs>